Today on Insurance the Bright Way. I got a bunch of direct messages. What do I do to write business in this hard market? What are the best ways to learn and educate myself or people in my agency? I want to be more into social, but I don't have the time. Welcome to Insurance the Bright Way. Hear the leading voices from the industry that powers you. It's the inside track on insurance topics shaping the way you do business each and every day. And now, join Rick Fox as he helps you do insurance the bright way. Welcome back to another episode of the ITB Insurance the Bright Way podcast. I'm the host, Rick Fox, and this week it's insurance time. I'm going to do it a little different this week, and please bear with the voice if it sounds a little scratchy coming back from a a head cold and uh, just the remnants of that. Just not going to get into any more detail because you don't need it. But uh, so here's what I'm going to do this week. Uh, Usually you all know. And again, thanks to everybody who tunes in and listens. I really appreciate the support uh, being part of the ITB community. Usually I rant on something that's top of mind, something I've been either working on or thinking about or has come up. And and this week I, I got a bunch of notes. And by the way, thank you to everybody in, on LinkedIn for connecting. But I got a bunch of direct messages with, with more like, hey, love the show. I have a question and, and asking me questions. So I curated three of those questions and I'm going to answer – to the best of my ability, if just from my perspective, three questions. I'll, let me give you the three questions in the front, and then I'll, I'll dig into it. Question one is, what do I do to write business in this hard market? So I want to I dig into that. We've talked about that before, but I'm going to give you a little spin on it. Uh, number two, what are the best ways to learn and educate myself or people in my agency? It's a great question. And the third one is, I want to be more into social, but I don't have the time. So these are three, I think uh, the reason I picked these three is they're very pointed. I didn't get those questions. I got versions of all three of those questions from more than one person because this is what everybody's thinking about trying to, you know, better themselves and, and move forward. So I thought let, let's do that. So f- let me let me, I'm just going to dive in. Question 1, what do I do to write business in this hard market? It's it's tough out there. We've talked about this many times. Um it, it is a topic, you know, that you probably heard last week with uh Tyler Asher from from Liberty Mutual. Uh we we we're focused on this, but let's dig all the way down into what do I do right now? You know, and I'm hearing, you know, in market, I'm hearing even from my agents, I don't have the coverage, the carrier coverage model I need. I don't have enough choice. I don't have these things. Um, again, there's the victim mentality and then there's the opportunistic mentality. And I want you living in the opportunistic. So it is it is very true that no but no way in this market are you going to be able to to write a particular line of business for every particular customer. That's just a fact. Carriers are pulling out. Rates are too high. Um, even if you've been established for a long time, other carriers are saying no new appointments. So it's a, it's a really difficult time. So you have to take the lens of, I got somebody, they want homeowners. I don't have the right product. Take that lens off. I got somebody in, they want homeowners. 
But I need to, as an agent, start looking at other ways to get them as a customer. Because I don't have their home today, and again, we want all the business, and I'm hoping you do, but I'm saying, let me paint the picture where either you don't have the right market because of the age of the home or the, the how long the roof's been on or whatever it is. Are you doing everything you can do to communicate with that person that you are a full service agent, that you sell I'm making this up, but life insurance, pet insurance, obviously auto insurance, that you want to be a, a a landing place for them as as a customer and build a relationship with them that'll last well beyond this one time that you got a quote or didn't on a homeowner's policy. And I say this because it is it is we're down to that. It's you know, it's the crunch time with some of this business. And in some states, depending on where you are writing business, it's very difficult to feel like you have, uh, that you're in the game. So you have to broaden your game. You have to look at this in a way that you've never looked at it before. You have to look at it through a different lens and say, what could I be doing that maybe I haven't even thought of? Uh, Home warranty insurance, pet insurance, building a case and and focusing on the sale and I'm I'm doing air quotes for sale of your customer that you are their right solution. And I mean by that is, you know, and I've said this to other folks before and I'll say it here. Like the market is crazy out there. The rate increases while as we talked to Tyler Asher last week, very understandable from a carrier lens, it's hard to sell that because it creates volatility. It creates shopping moments. Take away the shopping moments. Focus on the customers you already have. If you have somebody and you do have their homeowner's insurance and their rate is going to go up 20% this year, they should understand that they probably got pretty lucky that it was only 20 if you're in certain states. And you're the reason that they know that because you're educating them, because you're teaching them, because you're also saying to that same already existing customer, Hey, do you have a pet? Have you thought about pet insurance? Do you have any other properties that we don't know about that we should try to get into the same core belief that you have that I'm your agent and that we have a relationship? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that the, that there is an easy solution to this question. What I'm only asking you all to do is to just Take off the lens of, I have a quote, they want homeowners, I don't have the right markets. That that lens has to change it in this market. You have to start thinking broader. You have to start thinking more creatively. And you have to be willing to pivot into other areas. And we all know the market's crazy, but the market is going to correct. And when it does, man, what if you created a new thing that you did in your agency for when everything else calmed down. That would be amazing. What if, if you're a producer out there, have you thought about finding a niche that maybe people around you aren't and owning it? And then of course, those of you that write personal lines, which is what we're kind of focused on right here, commercial lines is a is not as volatile right now. In fact, not even close. So are you thinking about ways, even if you're not super like advanced in your experience around commercial lines, then it's a good time to learn. 
which leads us to our second question, which I'll get to in a minute. But this is the time for flexibility. This is the time for you to think outside the box and look for ways that you can totally still help your customers still write policies and not get in the trap of, dang it, I got a quote. I don't have a homeowner's market. I'm mad. It's okay to be mad. Okay. But only if you're saying, okay, so instead of that, I'm pivoting into X, Y, and Z. And X, Y, and Z is going to be different for every one of you. I gave you a few options. Have you looked at expanding your life insurance uh, offering? Have you looked at commercial, pet, um, doubling down if you're in distressed states on things like flood? Those are the ways that you take advantage when others are you know, putting their arms over their, their chest and saying, I don't have any insurance to write. <laughs> it's my best voice of somebody pouting in the corner. <laughs> um, but if you really think about it in terms of this is the opportunity, I'm going to go spread my wings, broaden my horizon, pivot into other things, look through a different lens. I'm telling you, there is business out there to be had. There are customers who might just buy one policy from you today, but if you do this right, we'll buy five from you and all of their insurance from you in the years to come. So I I don't know, I didn't necessarily give you the cheat code for that, but I hope that works to kind of frame up the thinking behind it. It is, it is, it is a rough market. There are storms a brewing, and I mean that literally and figuratively. But if you are thinking about this the right way, you are thinking about it through the idea that I've got to get nimble, I got to get flexible, and I got to get creative. If you do that, I, I assure you, you'll find exciting new ways to expand not only your thinking, but your business. Okay. Question number two What are the best ways? to learn and educate and or educate myself or people that work in my agency. I love this question. And it was, it was in more of a paragraph that it was written, but it was like, I really want to get better. Um, you know, we know, you know when the market gets hard, people start soul searching. And this person was like, I want to be better at my job. I want to be better at uh, running an agency. This was a, this particular person was an agency principal. How do I learn more? How do I educate myself? How do I teach or give opportunities? Where is the learning to be had for the folks in my agency? It's a great, it's the great, it's the right question and it's a great question. So the first, first thing I would say is the, the, the easiest, cheapest way to, to get curated content is through the big associations in the country. So the big I and the PIA are massive content providers. If you look at things like uh, on the big eye, they have an, an, what's called ACT, Agents Council of Technology. They have a whole page there on their website that's all about technology, what you should be thinking, how you should be uh, moving forward in your tech journey within your agency. That's the, the kind of the overarching 30,000 foot view. And you start to break it down into little areas below that Obviously, continuing education, which we all have to do to keep our licenses, 
is a, is a way that we always, I mean, I'm raising my hand. I'm one of the culprits that's waited till the last month that my, my hours were due and then found the easiest way I could to get the, the credits I needed to keep my license. I think there's a way to look at that a little differently. Could I use that continuing education actually to learn, which was what it was meant to do, was continually educate you. So are you using your CEs in a positive way to learn about something while, you know, killing two birds with one stone and learning that that in an educational way? I, I really believe that that is, is very powerful. I think there are other ways that you can learn. Again, technology, you guys know my background with Vertifor for a long time. Give you give Vertifor a shout out for their what they call NetView. And it's a network of Vertifor users, which has forums online that you can talk about um, problems you're having with your technologies, ways to think about technology different. These are all ways that you can just look for information, listening to podcasts, reading the insurance journal. Like I know that sounds silly, but the online version of PC 360 and insurance journal, man, I, I read those cover to cover. I don't read every article, but I read through and find what I can read about that'll help me learn more. So there's the fundamental more about insurance, more about what I'm doing that the CE environment might create. There's the technology pieces of a, a NetView. I think Applied has this a, a similar kind of user group format. I know Hawksoft. So whatever management system you work for, work with, probably has a, a, a network of users that are all potentially having similar problems. That you can help move your technology forward because that's a big piece of the future of insurance, folks. Where's your technology sit? And then, like I said, there's the PIA. There's the big I, and uh, there are all kinds of insurance podcasts. Just literally go, uh, I mean, first listen to this one because this is your favorite, right? Right? Okay, good. Then go, and there are uh, there are lots of them. There's the, my old podcast at Vertifor is a really strong podcast. Ryan Hanley is a guy that I like to listen to who's a really good podcaster in the industry. Um, Bradley Flowers, search these, these names, listen to what they do. Download the podcast after you listen to ours. Listen to them when you're in the car. Listen to them when you have a half hour when you're eating lunch. These are thought leaders in the industry, and these are positional things that can help you understand not only the big picture, which was more what that first question was, but, but you know, just sort of get, get kind of more attached to what's going on out in the market. And now that's not the perfect solution. I didn't say go to www.learninsurance.com and you'll learn everything you need to know because that isn't a thing. There are many ways for you to go out and get, and get that done. So think about it that way. Think about it through that lens. All right, on to question three. I want to be more social or more into social, but I don't have the time. Uh, my, my first reaction when I read that question was find the time, <laughs> but let me, let me, let me put a little softer, little, little sugar, more sugary, uh, answer on that. I get it. It, it, it this is a busy business. Uh, if you're doing well in your agency, it, you know, there is no time in the day. If you are doing pretty good with this crazy market, there are m- ample opportunities to requote and reshop because of price increases and things like that. 
So how do I, how do you find the time? Well, the first thing is, and, and this is a, I mean, I'm like, I'm going to kind of give you the playbook here. First thing is you have to create your, um, your persona or your brand of who you want to be, whether that's your agency level or personal. And then you have to say, like, write this down. You have to stay genuine with your, with whatever that is. So any of you that follow me on LinkedIn, you see me do Monday motivations. That was something I started back during COVID when I thought it was a good opportunity to, you know, make people feel better uh, about the, the place that we were in. And I've gotten so much incredible feedback that I've continued it. But if you watch that on LinkedIn, you know, some days I don't have, I'm unshaven or, you know, I'm always sitting by my pool because that's genuinely who I am. And I'm not saying you should go sit by your pool and post videos, but if you want to have a social presence, the first thing that I could, my, my biggest piece of advice is be you. Don't try to be something that you're not. It won't come across real and it'll be hard for you to maintain. So be real, be genuine about what it is. And if you, if you want to be social because you're trying to generate quotes, you're probably looking at it the wrong way. You should be looking at it through the lens of if I want to be social, I want to be on social because I have something to say or I want people to know who I am. The byproduct of that is that it should raise your business status. It should generate more awareness and excitement around what you're doing, i.e. more quotes, more customers, more whatever, however you want to look at that. So the first thing, again, just to reiterate, you got to be yourself. And decide who you are. Are you, is it a, are you businessman, businesswoman? Are you uh, playful and in the community? Are you some combination of many things? You've got to almost write down who you think you are. Look in the mirror, write down who you are. It's kind of weird, but look in the mirror, write down who you think you are, and then do that socially. Post videos, post a, even if it's a simple little, you know, Excited about the weekend, heading out on the boat with the family. Can't wait to spend time with my kids. Did I say anything about insurance? No. But that's what, if that's who you are, that's what you're going to do. And that's what you're excited about. That's very personal. It's very genuine. And people can get behind that, whether they're like, yeah, we're doing the same thing. And they're like, oh man, I wish I had a boat. They start to connect with you first. The word social means to be social. Think about in the old days when we actually used to meet people face to face. (laughs) Now your introduction to them is through who you put yourself out in the social world as. And you can use it as a marketing tool, definitely. But the marketing is the byproduct. This is the way I look at it. The marketing is the byproduct of you being you. And whether that you is you personally or you as a company, you know, Friday afternoon, sitting around the office, um, having a, a happy hour with my with my staff, or or if your staff saying love these people I work with, Friday happy hour is the best. Thanks, so and so. If that's real and that's genuine, that's how you start that process. Now, the I don't have time. Let me tie that in. Start with be genuine, right? Be real. Find out who you are. Write it down. All right, now how do I find time? Well, the, the time is more is it doesn't take as much as you think to say I'm going to make three posts this week: Monday morning, Wednesday afternoon, and Friday morning. Making that up. 
and they don't have to be four page blogs or, you know, video videos that go on for three minutes that are professionally done. None of that matters. There are people out there that, that in our industry that are very well respected, myself included. I don't know about the respected part, but in the industry (laughs) where we have, um, like I just pick up my phone and I do a Monday motivation. I do it once. If, if I mess it up, I might do it twice. Takes me five minutes. Boom. I have a post and people are, and people's feedback to that is amazing. And I do that because I want to be helpful and motivating. And I know that's part of my personality and my genuine self. What's yours? Now, here's the second layer of this that's very cool and very exciting. Then you can start finding tools out there that help you post without you doing anything. So if you want to go from one time a week to two times a week or from two times a week to eight times a week, and you want to be social on X or on Instagram or on Facebook or on LinkedIn, you can do that. And you can do that in ways where there's actually even provided content. Think about a company like Agency Revolution. Love those guys. Used to be where I I was... I worked over at Agency Revolution, you know, many years ago. They have an, a website offering that includes curated content and automated social posting. Now, I said a lot of big words right there. At the end of the day, what I meant was website that has a bunch of things you can post, and it does it in the background on your on your social sites. And doesn't take you any time. And what does it do if they click on a infographic about homeowner sales in the country? I'm making this up. They click on it. It sends it back to your website. So now you're tying it into a marketing campaign. There are companies like Hootsuite. Write these down. That's more of just literally a social scheduler that helps you curate content and put stuff out. And I believe the question that was asked, I want to be more social, the right question. I don't have time, the wrong answer. It is so important right now. This is our new digital storefront. Between your website and your social presence, people are making decisions about whether or not they want to do business with you with what they see before they ever meet you. So your need to be social in this climate for your own good, but obviously to generate awareness, generate interest and generate business. It's not, it used to be kind of a cute thing that some did and some didn't. It is now a must, must be part of your arsenal. And again, make it fun, make it you. It becomes very empowering when you get to create your, who you are in real life in a social environment. And if that's a great person, genuine person, people are going to want to be around you and they're going to want to be part of whatever you're doing. In this case, if you're selling insurance, running a business, whatever it is, if you had a bagel shop, this is still the same way I would be telling you to do it. Hopefully that helps. I don't want to ramble on. Um, We'll probably do a a bigger, deeper follow-up on social. I think it's that important. But for today, I wanted to answer those three questions. I want to say thank you to everybody who continues to communicate with me on LinkedIn, sending me notes with questions, sending me great suggestions for uh, future guests for the show, for just being a part of the show. If you don't mind, if you aren't already, 
please be subscribed to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, leave us a review if you like what you're hearing. Uh, we put a lot of time and energy into this to make sure that we're giving information out that you can take, put into your day, try to grow every single time you listen to this. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. Hopefully that's working for you. Thanks everybody once again for tuning in. I apologize again for the raspy voice this week, but wanted to get this recorded. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. This has been Insurance the Bright Way with Rick Fox, a product of Brightway Insurance, leading the way in insurance franchising coast to coast. Be sure to follow Insurance the Bright Way where you get your podcast today.